Welcome to the Riding from the Inside Out, Empowering Our Horse Girl Selves podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Waldo. In this podcast, I talk about how I became a horse girl as a child and why I've returned to being a horse girl as an adult. I discuss what I've learned about why many of us are horse girls, what that inexplicable heart and soul-based force is that draws us to horses like moths to a flame, how I've learned that our relationships with horses can be an opportunity for us as horse girls to empower ourselves at our deepest inner self levels, and how by doing so, we can feel more empowered in all aspects of our lives, including in our riding and our relationships with horses. In this show, I'll share personal stories of my journey to date and how I continue to practice doing this day to day in my relationship with my current horses. I'll also periodically interview other women about how they're empowering themselves as horse girls as well. So join me as we go on this journey of empowering our horse girl selves together. Welcome back to the Riding from the Inside Out podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk about giving yourself credit for being a horse girl and kicking butt because of it. So let's dive right into this topic. I was out feeding my horses today. And um, as I was going through the motions, you know, there were things that have come up. um, Things that I was thinking about. And one of them is that, well, <laughs> if you are a horse girl, you probably, whether you have a horse on your property or not, there's probably always the next thing to do, right? There's always something else. There's always some other thing to um, to fix or resolve or to address or to think about or explore or whatever. And um, whether it's with your riding, your connection with your horse, your care of your horse, whatever it is, right? Because here we have these animals and they're relying on us and we have this deep connection with them. So we want to do right by them, right? So there are things that come up. Well, for me, it was um, it was a bunch of things. One was we've had some mud in our paddock, and we spent um, we spent a lot of time putting down this like this kind of like fabric on the ground, and then putting gravel up on top, and that took care of a lot of the mud. But there's still kind of like a section where through the paddock area um, where we enclose them if they. Uh, if I want to kind of keep them separate in the shelter um, or separate the two horses at feeding, um, there's some mud that is still a problem. 
And so I was thinking, okay, we have to do that. And then I was thinking about, we are, um, since we set up our horse, you know, property from scratch and we've tried different things and moved different things around, I've tried different solutions for hay and, um, how to really understand, you know, how to give them hay, uh, when they have this outside lifestyle with, you know, the weather that we have here in Montana, and then balancing that out with the needs of, you know, a young horse and an older horse and, um, all that, all kinds of stuff. So, you know, there was a lot going on in my, in my head. Um, and this is, this is kind of the thing, right? Like, as a horse girl, you know, we don't just shovel off or, you know, sweep things under the rug. We are motivated and inspired by our love of our connection to our horses to go the extra mile, to do the other thing, to figure something out, right? Like to come up with a solution. I talked in the last episode about how my horse needed a buddy. And even though I had never driven a horse trailer empty or with a horse in it for as long of a drive as what I did, um, you know, I, I did what I needed to do to get my horse a buddy. And, um, these, these are the things that we do. We as horse girls, we do, you know, we do hard things. We do challenging things. And, um, and, and it it seems like there can be one thing and then the next thing happens, right? It's like, like with us, we did this paddock thing and that's really cool. It's like, oh wow. Okay. That solved one thing, but there's other stuff. There's now the hay and there's, you know, I'm revisiting the feeding and, you know, there's just constantly, uh, uh, another thing that, um, I'm kind of looking at. And these are not, you know, these are not easy things. Um, these are not always easy things to kind of figure out and problems to solve and all of that. And I think the the thing that I really want to um, emphasize in this episode that I've come to realize is that it's really important to give yourself credit. And I talked about this in other episodes, giving yourself credit, but I really want to dive into this more giving yourself credit for having the courage to be a horse girl, giving yourself credit for being a horse girl, because it is not an easy road. It's not an easy road in that, like I said, it's an expensive, um, you know, it's an expensive activity, lifestyle. Um, So there's problem solving to do with that. Um, there is, you know, there are lots of creative challenges, training challenges, riding challenges, care challenges that we're facing. And, um, have you ever discovered that like, there's no one cookie cutter answer, you know, you could read all the books, you know, you could follow a book to a T, but that doesn't mean it's going to address your specific circumstance with your horse and your situation. So you have to 
learn to be, you know, check in with yourself and research yourself things and explore things and, and, and all of that. And this is all part of the path of being a horse girl. And really what I find is that, and that's, this is what this podcast is all about, is that when we do this, when we actually do this, um, we empower ourselves, which means we empower ourselves in all areas of our lives. It can affect and can create benefit in our, if we do non-horse related work or jobs, it can affect our relationships in positive ways. It can affect just our well-being on a day-to-day basis. There's so many benefits that we get because of being horse girls, but we also have to give credit to ourselves for being a horse girl and for how that means we do kick butt, right? Like when I talked in the last episode about going to, um, going and driving, you know, multiple states to pick up this horse. I could just be like, well, I just put one foot in the front of the other and I just did it and, and whatever, you know, and then I move on to the next thing and the next hard thing. Um, but it's really important to stop and recognize the fact that we are doing these hard things. And I find that that actually is really key to our ongoing empowerment Because if we're always just, you know, moving on to the next thing in embracing our power, but we're never kind of like giving ourselves credit, it's almost like we're not letting our, our cup fill back up with, with, um, you know, fill back up. It's like we're, we're, we're letting it run down and we need to let our cup fill back up. And we can do that by ourselves, for ourselves, by acknowledging and appreciating what it is that we're doing and valuing and coming to, you know, feel and let ourselves feel that sense of kick buttness and empowerment that we practice in being a horse girl. Like I said, because it's not easy. And when we do that, when we do that, it's what I find, what I feel when I do that. Well, let me describe what I feel when I don't do that. So when I don't give myself credit, it's like I'm going to the next thing and then the next thing and then the next thing. And not only am I not kind of filling my cup back up, um, I'm also like suddenly on this almost like this hamster wheel of, of um, you know, have you ever seen a hamster? They're going around and around and around on the wheel. They're really not getting anywhere. They're just running. And actually, I have two pet mice. And to be honest, my pet mice love just their wheels. They just literally have so much fun on it. So, um, so I think there's actually benefit for um, mice to be on a wheel. But, but in our lives, if we're just doing this thing of like running around in circles and not getting anywhere and it not doing anything for us, and we're not experiencing joy in the doing of it, it's not serving us it's not serving us. And that's when our cup kind of runs empty. That's when our cup kind of runs dry. And, um, and we are not able to then empower ourselves. When we don't 
do this, when we don't give ourselves credit, it's like we are constantly in this like, try to move ahead, um, try to get to the next thing, try to get to the next thing. But it's like we didn't put gas in our tank. We didn't stop and recharge. We didn't um, fill our cup up. And those things are key, key to be able to continue to do the horse girl things that our hearts are calling us to do. And really, it is doing the self-empowerment, the empowering ourselves that we are calling ourselves to do. What does empowerment mean? Power doesn't mean being given it from, not the way I talk about it. I talk about empowering yourself. I'm not talking about getting power from something outside of you that comes in. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about somebody else giving you power. That's kind of what I talked about, um, or that was kind of the issue for me um, that I talked about in episode three when something was off in my writing. It was like when I started showing just to show, to get ribbons, to show, and it didn't start off as just getting ribbons, and it didn't start off showing to show, but then it kind of became that. It's like I wasn't recharging myself in a way that my heart was calling me to do in the way that would refill my cup. And I wasn't empowering myself. It was like that. It was like I was trying to get the power from outside of myself through my writing or from the ribbons or from, you know, somebody else recognizing me and what I've done versus me recognizing me and what I've done versus me and my horse recognizing each other for what we're doing. And this is what empowerment is when it true empowerment i believe it's it is self empowerment it comes from within us it comes from us doing it for us to ourselves for ourselves we do it and this is what i'm talking about and this is this wonderful thing that horses you know afford us to do and it can affect um, impact. I was trying to combine impact and effect in my in my um, words together. Um, a, a pact that was the word, which is um, effect and impact together. Um, it it can impact and it can affect our lives overall. When we empower ourselves, we are rejuvenating we are filling up our cup we are empowering ourselves and one of the key ways of doing that is recognizing that we empower ourselves recognizing what we've done to empower ourselves because what gives us this the power and the energy and the self-belief and the confidence and the drive and the inspiration and the motivation and the courage to do the next hard thing or the thing that we want that maybe, you know, we just don't know how to do right now. Well, it comes from 
having a sense of power within ourselves, having a sense of feeling like we have the ability to navigate things. And if we don't give that to ourselves, then we don't have that. We're running on empty. We're running on E. We're like a gas tank on E. So when you give yourself credit for being a horse girl and kicking butt because of it, you are empowering yourself and you're filling your gas tank back up. Now, I'm not saying things like, oh, I'm, you know, this isn't about being egotistical and this isn't about being conceited and being like, I'm better than everybody else. I'm the best, whatever. To be honest, I think so much of our fears around being too egotistical or too, you know, too whatever, really it's like, um, it's a way of checking us from not empowering ourselves. When we're really in tune with ourselves and we're really feeling that power from within, we tend to just focus on ourselves in a way and we also want to help other people not in a way that they don't want to be helped but in a way that truly serves them because we don't need other people to be a certain way for us to be able to be okay we can let them and love them and support them wherever they're at because we're taking care of ourselves so when we can give ourselves credit for being a horse girl and kicking butt because of it, we're filling up our own cup. We're empowering ourselves again. We're putting more gas in to then empower ourselves for the next thing. And how can we give ourselves credit? Well, I find giving ourselves credit means stopping and acknowledging what it is we're doing, what it is we've done that's hard or that we didn't maybe have the answers to, but then we found them. Celebrating what we do with our horses, celebrating how we find creative solutions, celebrating the fact that you know, maybe we just walk out of our house to go feed our horse in the morning because we know we, sh- you know, we want to take care of our horse. We don't want our horse to starve or going to the barn when we're really tired after work and we board our horse somewhere and going there even when, you know, maybe we don't feel up for it. But we know we get there and we feel better giving yourself credit for those things, giving yourself credit for being a horse girl. Now, I want to take a little bit of a turn here. Um, I try not to sound negative or get too critical about things because I find that when I find that like it's really easy to sit somewhere and and criticize other things. And I find that what is more empowering within myself is to figure out what is what is it that that is telling me 
And what is it that I can empower in myself instead of being a critic? But I do want to speak to something and that is, I want to speak to the term horse girl. Now, I use that word a lot and I'm using it in this podcast and I'm talking about it all the time. You know, being a horse girl, how being a horse girl, we can empower ourselves, how we can empower our horse girl selves. I mean, the word, the phrase horse girl, horse girl, horse girl, horse girl, I can't even say it too many times without it sounding weird. Um, I like that phrase. And I never really used that phrase when I was a kid. I was just like, yeah, I like horses, you know, I'm into horses. Horses are my world. Horses are what I do 24-7. Horses. That was kind of like it. But in this podcast, as I've talked about in earlier episodes, I really feel that there is a connection with kind of like the female spirit and horses the horse spirit the horse soul the what horses represent what horses represent and the term horse girl really fits that because for a lot of us it starts when we're girls not everybody um but i want to speak to you know, this kind of like stereotype, which I didn't even really know existed. So when I, um, I think it was when I went to get my, um, I think I flew out to try out my horse. I ran across a book that was, um, written by a woman who writes horse fiction and it was this story of this woman that gets back into riding um after having you know been a rider as a junior and then she quit for college so it really resonated with me and one of the things that was really interesting is is this character in the book talked a bit about like not wanting to be seen by her non-horsey friends as being a horse girl. And I was like, what, like, what is this, like, stigma? I mean, yeah, I know for me, it was always like this thing where my non-horse friends didn't really get it, right? Like, how'd you do at the races? I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't race thoroughbreds on the racetrack. That's not what I do. But they didn't understand that. They, you know, it's no fault of theirs. They just, that's, it's like, there's lots of things about sports that I don't know anything about or activities I don't know anything about. And I make statements like that. So no big deal. Um, but I know that there is this thing with girls that seem to kind of go through a phase with horses and, and, um, you know, some girls go through and it's a phase and some girls it's not a phase and it's, it's, it's much more than that. Um, it lasts longer and that's who I'm speaking to in this podcast. So I'm assuming if you're listening, you're in that camp, you know, you're not just doing this, you know, to like look good or to be trendy or whatever. You're doing this because of something deeper within you. Um, 
because there are the other types of, of equestrians out there, you know, um, and that's fine, but that's not what I'm focusing on. But this term horse girl, it's like, um, it's like I realized in listening to this, this book, I was listening to it on audio, uh, audible actually. Um, yeah, I was driving. That's when it was. And I think I was flying or driving or maybe it was when I went to get the horse trailer. I can't remember. Anyway, um, at some point I found this book and I was listening to it and she was talking about the stigma of, you know, being a horse girl. And it ended up being kind of like a non-event. Um, it was just something kind of in her mind, but it kind of awakened me to the idea that like, there could be this stigma of being a horse girl. And I didn't really, I was kind of like, what? I don't know. I mean, I don't even know what to think about it. I mean, for me, coming back into horses, um, horses have always been in my heart. They've always been in my soul. It's why I talked about any time that I would encounter somebody who rides or I would encounter anybody who's, you know, like a parent who has a kid that's getting into horses, they'd be like, do it, do it tomorrow, do it no matter what, like, it's worth it. It's so valuable, right? Like, I wouldn't really talk that way if I wasn't truly in still connected to the value if it if it, if it was just like a little phase for me. It's just for me, there's a way in which I had kind of had to work through some of my own stuff before I could come back to the horses. I think some part of me needed to come back with some other awarenesses, um, some other mm, knowing within myself to be able to come back to the horses in the way that I wanted to. Because I know at various times, I felt like if I go back into horses, it's not going to be just a casual thing. And I wasn't in a place in my life to be able to go back and have it be anything but a casual or periodic or one-time thing until, you know, like until now, like it would have, it would have had to be a casual thing and that just would have never worked. So anyway, I digress. The point is horse girl, there's a stigma, or at least it seems that there is that I want to talk about if you feel any version of it. And, um, I think it's BS. I think it's BS. And I think that what I've found is that a lot of times when somebody criticizes something, it's because they don't understand it. They don't get it. And sometimes they can see the outcome of it and maybe it makes them feel uncomfortable. And what I've noticed is that when I do horse girly things around non-horse girls, they don't know how it is I did those things. They are just like, how did you do that scary thing? How did you find that within yourself? How did you do that? And so sometimes those people are the same people that like then they don't like that feeling about themselves. And so then they say, well, being a horse girl is bad, you know, like that's weird 
It's weird. You're being weird. You're not doing what everybody else is doing. And it's really them and their thing. But we as horse girls who are kind of doing our own horse girl thing can kind of get caught up in that and be like, well, wait, why am I being judged for doing my horse girl thing? You know, I mean, have you ever seen the movie International Velvet? I love, 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 love that movie. (laughs) I cannot tell you how many times I've watched that movie. I cannot tell you. Um, If you're not familiar, (laughs) you got to watch the movie. I don't care if you if you ride English or Western or whatever. Um, It is about being a horse girl through and through. And in it, um, there's a part where Sarah is this uh, main, she's the main character. And she, there's, there's going to be spoilers here. She, um, she, her parents, um, her parents have died. And uh, she gets sent, she, she lived in Arizona in the United States. And she gets sent to live with her aunt in, um, in England. And her aunt uh, happens to have this horse that, uh, cause she was, uh, her name was, she was, uh, she was the character that the story national velvet was based on. So she had won this like really big competition when she was young on this horse. Anyway, I don't want to go into it too much, but the point is that Sarah is this girl and she's lost and she's confused. And she had ridden, um, when she was in Arizona, but now she's in this other country and she just can't, she, she's, you know, her parents are gone and, um, and she wasn't even that close to them to begin with. And now she's got this aunt and, you know, she's not fitting in and she's having a hard time. And the story goes on and there's a part where, um, she finds, well, not a part. The movie is about her discovering, um, and connecting with horses again, uh, first through her aunt's horse. And then there's this foal, uh, the last foal that is being, um, the last foal of the, the stallion that her aunt, owns, uh, that was this, you know, incredibly successful horse. And Sarah, the main character connects with this foal and she basically, um, grows up with him, but he doesn't belong to her. He belongs to this farmer, um, that, you know, had him. Um, and she ends up, her aunt ends up getting her the foal and, and she ends up, um, working with him and, and training the, the horse, um, the horse, his name is, um, Arizona pie. And, um, and then she goes on to train more and more and more and more. And then she eventually goes on to be in the Olympics as part of the British Olympic team. And there's a part, a a really pivotal scene of the movie where she's riding, and she's just doing her own horse girl thing. And there are these boys that, um, you know, they just, she doesn't pay any attention to them. And they kind of don't like it. They don't like that she's not paying attention to them or, or you know, trying to 
get their attention or flirting or whatever, you know, she's just doing her own thing and they don't like it. And so they chase her in their car while she's on her horse and, and, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty challenging, um, scene to watch in terms of what happens, but why did those boys do that? You know, I mean, granted, this is a fictitious, it's a fictitious story. It's a story, right? It's fiction, but this happens. It's like their language and what they say, they're like, oh, she's just a snobby horse girl. She's just a snooty horse girl. Well, is it snooty and snobby that she's just doing her own thing? She wasn't casting judgment on them. She's just focused on her horse. She's focused on herself, but it threatens them. They don't like it. They don't, they don't like it and they don't understand it. And so they criticize it and they attack it, you know, and they say that she's being snotty and snooty and, and, and all of that. Well, how many times does this happen? And this is what I'm talking about. When we're horse girls and we have this kind of connection, we tend to kind of just, we have this drive towards horses. We have this drive. And for many girls, um, when they're younger, it may mean that they're not as into boys, um, or romance, you know, in ways that maybe other kids are at the same age, because we're focused on other things. Um, That's not to say, though, that we're not or that we don't. I mean, I was boy crazy, too. Um, But it's like we have a different priority as well. We have something else driving us. And a lot of times when that's the case, the people that are not getting the attention that they think they want or deserve can then find that to be a threat. And that can be seen as something to criticize, you know, a horse girl for. And instead of being like, wow, you know, look at this girl. Look at wow, she's so brave. She's so courageous. She's like, she's so like motivated. She's so like intrinsically inspired and motivated, you know, to do cool stuff. Instead of celebrating what she is, it's like an attack on what she is because she's not doing what it is they want her to do for them. And this happens, you know, and, and and this isn't just, this doesn't just happen for horse girls. It happens to anybody that truly, you know, empowers themselves from within. Um, you know, when somebody doesn't know how to do that and they, they don't know how, they often can feel so disempowered that it feels like the only thing they can do is attack the person that knows how to do that. Um, so, but this podcast is about horse girls and, 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 and all of that. So that's why I'm focusing on this. And I think it's really important for us horse girls to recognize this, um, and to recognize that 
Us being horse girls is something to celebrate. Us being horse girls is something to cheer on ourselves for doing. Us being horse girls is something for us to embrace. Us being horse girls is something for us to recognize and stand up and not be embarrassed about, you know, or not be tentative about or not be uncertain about or or any of it. And this leads me to a topic that I don't know that I really want to go into, but I'm going to go into because the term horse girl is one that I just feel like is so powerful. And yet I decided to Google horse girl just to kind of see how other people are talking about it. And I discovered that there was a movie put out in 2020 called horse girl. Now I have not seen the movie. I just don't want to see the movie. Um, but I read about it and, um, when I read about it, I kind of got infuriated because it, it's about this girl that happens to have this, you know, connection with horses and, and, um, you know, she, she has a lot of specific qualities that maybe some horse girls also have, like being sensitive and aware and, and, um, all of that. And really the movie is about her having this, you know, mental illness, which if you look it up, they talk about her having, um, delusions. And, and, uh, I believe that the diagnosis that I read when I Googled it, um, seemed to be that they think that, you know, she was schizophrenic and I'm just like, seriously, seriously. Um, and I watched an interview with the woman that created, I think the story or the character or whatever. And I was just like, to be honest, I was just disgusted. I mean, no problem that she's created a story like this and no problem that it's, it sounds like her motivation for it is that she has like what she calls mental illness in her family. And so she was kind of exploring her own this, that, or the other through creating the character in the movie related to it. Um, but I feel like I'm just really mad that she called this movie Horse Girl. And I actually am really mad because um, I even read this one snippet somewhere where it said, it it said that she intentionally um, tried to make the story seem like it was about one thing and then it's really about something else. And, um, And I was just like, God, really? Like, what the heck is that about? You know, like, because when I first saw it, I was like, oh, wow, um, somebody did a movie about being a horse girl. And then when I was reading, like, what the plot is about, or what the story is about, I was like, this is just BS. This is BS. Yeah. Could you happen to be a horse girl? And yeah, you have, you know, quote, unquote, mental illness. And, um, and, you know, a diagnosis of whatever somebody has given you. Sure. 
yeah, you could be a baseball player and be that. You could be, you know, a gymnast and be that. You could be a, a gardener and be that. But then are you calling that story the gardener? You know, are you doing that? There's, I don't know. I'm just so mad that there's this term, horse girl, that got used as the title of this movie. And it really bothers me and it really annoys me because I feel like we as horse girls, we have so much to celebrate and we need to celebrate and give ourselves credit because it's not easy doing what it is we do in facing the challenges that we face with horses and finding the power within ourselves and empowering ourselves and embracing all of that. That is not about weakness. That is about strength. That is about listening to yourself. It's about inner power, power coming from within, going to the beat of your own drum, having the courage to do it. And that is a good thing. It's a really good thing. So I want to change if there is this stigma about the word horse girl. I want to change that. Screw that. Screw that stigma. We need to celebrate our horse girl selves. Celebrate our horse girl selves. Celebrate us. Celebrate what we do. Celebrate that we have the courage to find something that we feel a heart and soul-based connection to in the first place. Do you know how rare that is? Do you know how many people are kind of like, don't even know what they feel connected to? They just kind of are like lost souls going through and they're not sure even what they like and they're too afraid to even explore it? Kudos to you for even knowing and giving yourself even permission to recognize that here's this thing you have, a connection with this animal and you don't maybe understand it, but you do it anyway. Kudos to you just for doing that. And then kudos to you if you go further and you're like practicing a life with your horse or with horses or riding, whether you own or you don't ride or you do ride or whatever, but just a dynamic that you have with horses. Kudos for doing that. Kudos to you because it's not an easy road. It's not easy to empower yourself from within. It's not something that we're taught to easily do. But when we do it, isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing when we do it? And we need to give ourselves credit for what it is we do. You know, we need to give ourselves credit for that jump that we jumped when we were maybe scared to go to the next level or even start jumping at all if we're just beginning or, you know, that, that, um, barrel racing, you know, that, um, show that we went to, I don't even know what they're called, but like, 
whatever it is, the class that we went into and, and the fact that we beat our time and we, we connected with our horse in this new level, or, you know, we went out on this trail ride and we went to this place and, and, you know, we saw this amazing thing in nature or, or whatever we did or, um, whatever it is, whatever it is, we need to give ourselves kudos for that. Kudos, appreciation, credit, a big hug, acknowledgement. That is not something to be swept under the rug and it is not being conceited and it is not being, you know, tooting our own horn. It's celebrating ourselves in ways that allow us to keep empowering ourselves in ways that not only benefit us in our lives and we, be, we become better people in the world for it. And we can become an inspiration to other people also. When you're truly doing something by tuning into yourself and listening to yourself and doing the hard things within yourself, you've learned to navigate a path, a path that brings a sense of wisdom and awareness. That kind of wisdom, that kind of awareness, when you truly do that, is also what helps you see not to judge things so quickly. Not to judge other people so quickly and not to criticize people so quickly because you realize you've been there and you've navigated that path. And when you do that, when you do those hard things, when you walk that hard path, it's to be celebrated. It's to be celebrated in you. And when you celebrate it in you, you also can celebrate it in other people. And you also can help other people be able to start to do that within themselves too. When you don't empower yourself from within, you don't empower anybody else either. Because really, it is an inner job. But the empowering of other people that can happen comes from inspiring them to, ins to empower themselves. And that starts with you empowering you. And that starts with you giving yourself credit. And that starts with you embracing the fact that you're a horse girl. Give yourself credit for it. And give yourself credit for kicking butt. Screw this stereotype and, you know, whatever. I just wish that movie was, you know, was of a different name because um, that movie, Horse Girl, I just feel like is um, doing a disservice. A disservice to a beautiful thing that is a really empowering thing. And what I want us to do is I want us to embrace it and I want us to own it 
and I want us to stand up and be proud of it. And so I will end this episode on that note until the next time. I'm so glad you tuned into today's episode of the Riding from the Inside Out Empowering Our Horse Girl Selves podcast. If you're enjoying this show, hit the subscribe button, share this episode with others, and leave me a rating and review in iTunes. To connect with me, visit me on Facebook and Instagram at the Riding from the Inside Out podcast, where I share related content and support on how we can empower ourselves as horse girls from the inside out. And finally, to learn more about me and my other offerings, visit my website at Michelle waldo.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-W-A-L-D-O.com.